feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Streaming Review. I am one of your ho-ho-hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he's bah humbug himself, Eric Marchin. Exactly right, Matt. Exactly right. I'd rather be at home watching Santa Claus versus the Martians like Kevin Bacon and stewing in my own uh self-pity uh this is one of this is this is the time of year where like i truly do, do become kind of a scrooge because i feel like once you get to a certain age the 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 excitement of of the holiday season is never lose gone. your christmas spirit well i have and and, and i haven't i not i love I'm, the not holidays not, and i want to make this clear i'm not saying that other like i I'm looking down on other people that are enjoying it. It's just in a personal thing where it's like, I, I, I think it's fun to kind of, you know, see family and stuff like that and, 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 and just kind of enjoy, you know, a little bit of time off at the end of the year and coming into, you know, a new year, but there's just something about it now that just doesn't feel the same as it did when you were, you know, eight or nine years old. And- well, absolutely. I, I don't expect that, but um, I don't know. Christmas and the holidays have always been like a big thing for my family. My mom really loves Christmas movies and, and Christmas stuff. And um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm a sucker for Christmas music. I'm a sucker for Christmas movies. Like I haven't gotten sick of any of that. I watch the same ones every year or add a new one into the rotation. You know, I listen to Christmas music way too early. Um, we've all heard your story about working at Toys R Us where you kind of got bombarded with those same kind of Christmas classics over and over and over. And only, you know, I understand being cynical around the holidays. I, I, I definitely do. But for some reason, like I, you know, I'm a, I like to not call myself a cynic throughout the year, but a, like a realist sometimes where I always question everything and I'm not, You're I want to be that. I, I want to be a jolly, like happy go lucky person. And I feel like the holidays is that one time where I kind of let that wash over me, where I try not to let things bother me. And I just kind of enjoy it all other than like the cold weather. Uh, like I wish it just snowed for those like, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas day, and then get rid of that shit. Um, but <laughs> clean um, it up. You know, I'm that person who like November 1st will sometimes like be like, where's that radio station with the Christmas music? It is sometimes too early. Don't get me wrong. I was just in LA. You guys can listen to that story about everything on the newest episode of the Untitled Movie Podcast. Um, But I was at Disneyland and they had all the Christmas decorations up and the weather was warm and that felt off. Uh, but I think that American Thanksgiving is that perfect time to start celebrating the holidays because you are a month out from Christmas, which is the perfect time to release what we're talking about today, which is the Marvel Studios special presentation, James Gunn's The Guardians of the Ga- Galaxy holiday special, uh, starring all your favorite Guardians. You got uh, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, Palm Clemente. Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper. How much do they get paid for this? I would love to know. Sean Gunn, Michael Rooker, uh, Zoe Saldana, uh, Mar- uh, Maria Bakalova, uh, Kevin Bacon, and uh, Chris Pratt. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with the most Christian guy last who probably enjoyed this the most. Um, Zoe Saldana, I, I, was she actually in- Oh. She's listed in the cast here, but maybe just because they referenced the character. Do we even see like a photo or a drawing or an I illustration? Don't, I don't or think anything? so. Yeah. Because um, I was thinking like, how are they going to connect it with the continuity of, or how much of the continuity would be connected to 
the rest of the MCU with this mm-hmm. and even with Werewolf by Night, right? Where these specials in a way act as, you know, the new version of the Marvel, you know, uh, one shot. And then also, you know, they're still a part of the world. So it's it's a quicker way to get more characters introduced that you haven't had before in the franchise as a whole that you could bring back for other movies or TV shows without having to explain it in another origin story and have to set aside even more time to develop those characters. So we saw that with, you know, Jack Russell and, um, you know, now with even like, you know, someone like Cosmo, who I'm sure is going to be a big part of, of guardians of the galaxy volume three, who has a very small role here, but we're still not given a lot of knowledge on the character other than we know the the historical reference Mm -hmm. that it's making. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Gamora is not in the movie. She, the plot revolves around Peter being sad about Gamora, which is why uh, Drax and Mantis want to go to Earth to get Kevin Bacon as a Christmas present for Peter. And that's kind of what kicks off this 44 minute kind of special at a breakneck speed like the exposition is like (laughs) is quite ridiculous and being like we have to go do this and then it's just go do that right away so the pacing feels in something that you would expect to you know breathe a little bit more you almost are like with werewolf by night because it was all brand new i feel like some of that was a little bit more forgiving i guess where if when it's characters you, you know and love i feel like and you're not used to this kind of format for these characters i felt like some of the plot driven stuff and the exposition felt jarring and strange but it's all very playful like uh i'm just kicking it off right now eric but uh in the review but um i found myself that like i i enjoyed this but not nearly as much as i enjoyed werewolf by night where this is a pretty standard you know uh return to james gunn's guardians of the galaxy because we have seen these characters a few times in thor love and thunder and infinity war and endgame um but James Gunn hasn't directed these characters since Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which was over five years ago, right? Yes. Or more. Um, so it is nice to see Gunn kind of return to the characters. It is very funny at times. The music, um, I think, is playful, both in like some holiday classics and some deep cuts and like um, and an original song and, um, and things like that. So I think it definitely has that James Gunn personality. The story focuses mostly on Drax and Mantis going on kind of a road trip to earth to get Kevin Bacon, like I mentioned. Um, so, you know, the other guardians like Peter and, and, and rocket and Groot and, um, are all kind of just off to the side nebula and and things like that are kind of just, you know, there to bookend the story. But, um, I had a good time with this, but like I laughed consistently. Um, I liked the Kevin Bacon element. Like I thought that was fun and and playful, just Kevin Bacon playing a version of himself. Um, But I found myself at the end of it going, okay, this was like a fun thing that I think is completely unnecessary and unneeded. And I think it's really only for the most hardcore, like either Guardians fans, MCU fans, or if you like really love Christmas stuff. Um, And I know that's who it's made for, but I know even if you find yourself like an MCU completionist, like I don't necessarily feel like this is completely necessary. I enjoyed my time, but I don't even think like in the future come Christmas time, I'm like, this is a Christmas classic. I got to watch this every year. 
Yeah, it's pretty extraneous, and it is closer to what I was thinking these specials would be if we're looking at it in the tapestry of, you know, the televisual component where, you know, a lot of TV shows always have their holiday specials, whether it be Halloween or Christmas to mark the, the calendar year and kind of, you know, are usually released in and around the season and this does feel like that in the way yeah. that like you know community had an ep- a, a, a christmas episode like this would air on abc on a sunday night or something like that exactly right? is it is it better than the life day special that star wars released in the 80s absolutely and i do think it is kind of poking fun at that a little bit even with you know the animation that's yeah used totally at the beginning of, of of this where you had the animation sequences in life day with with boba fett which was kind of he was introduced there <laughs> yeah. first and um the animation itself and without going too far into it it's also just interesting to think that it is uh vastly different compared to the animation used in what if so it it almost does feel like the continuity of what if is its own thing and especially mm-hmm. with the way that they use that yeah the, the the gun kind of um references to certain music cues are very much what you'd expect from james gunn and it kind of almost feels like he shot this in in between you know episodes of peacemaker and, and directing that and it kind of has the same visual um kind of aesthetic to it where it's not as kind of glossy or slick compared to the past guardians movies where this is kind of almost more of like it's it's still not ugly or anything but it's 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 not some of the green screen was pretty bad though yeah it's it it does feel rushed but it also does kind of feel like okay well you know we know what this is this isn't a a guardians movie you know where i think the next guardians film will probably look pretty good and you know whether or not gun was in the process of joining dc uh there is some dc agenda <laughs> pushing in this film which i always find interesting where it's like so the references they make to dc we, we saw that a little bit in eternals it's like so are these characters that they're referencing fictional in the sense of like they're yeah. you know or are they real you know or like or, no or- i take it as dc comics exists in the mcu, MCU right yeah. yeah where marvel comics also exist but marvel comics are based off of real people technically yeah. right where dc comics almost seems like someone who is you know taking advantage of or maybe not even taking advantage of because they probably existed before earth knew about you know, the Marvel heroes and things like that, where they're just a a line of comic books, right? Like they probably existed before Marvel comics in the MCU. And then Marvel comics existed after the discovery of Captain America and, and, you know, and everyone leading into this. So yeah, it's always strange, right? Because when you drop the, and I think that is a little bit of a nod to his work on DC. Like I, I, I really do, but and that's not giving anything away. They just referenced Bruce Wayne and Batman at, at one point. But I don't think that those are real people. Those are like characters in comic books in the like just like they are with us. Cuz like DMCU really is just our current world just with superheroes, right? Like right. so I just think of everything in our history basically happened um except there are superheroes running around. So um, Cuz I wonder if I Gunn will do that with the DC stuff moving forward, if there will be references to Marvel characters within the DC extended universe. I don't doubt it. Why not? I mean, you could, with the multiverse shit, you could eventually get the Marvel versus DC thing, which I hope we never get to. Like, I do really feel like that's like, Oh, there's nothing left. That's crossing a line. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that, like I really feel like we have run out of ideas. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if star Wars crosses with 
Marvel at some point, but like even that is like ah, keep them separate. But anyways, back to this. Gotta keep um, them separated. Um, I think Kevin Bacon's having a lot of fun. Um, I, I think some of the humor is hit or miss, which is kind of standard for a James Gunn kind of thing where it's like mile a minute kind of humor where there's a joke every couple seconds and you're going to laugh at 70 to 80 percent of it and that's pretty good <laughs> like i don't know if you felt the same but like not everything especially with drax and 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 mantis together aren't necessarily like i love drax but i like him as kind of part of an ensemble and same with Mantis, where they're both so similar of characters that it is that fish out of water kind of thing that they're playing up a lot in in them going to Hollywood. But um, I like them as part of an ensemble or as comic relief. And I think I love Dave Bautista and I love uh, Palm Clementif as well. But like, I just don't know them together on a road trip is something that I necessarily wanted or if the humor always worked for me with them together. Yeah, I, I feel like Mantis is the character that they were trying to build up a little bit here for the next movie, especially. And, and, and since, you know, we've only had one entire film with her kind of being introduced, and that was very much the the, the father-son dynamic of, of Ego and Peter. So with this, it kind of does feel like there is a little bit more of an effort there to kind of really get her integrated into the group. And so, you know, having... Drax and her on that road trip you know it it works for what it is but you have two characters that are very much like deadpan and 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 always accept everything at face value in a literal kind of sense so you need somebody who kind of can kind of break through that and kind of say like oh well no I didn't it it, it doesn't really mean this or that and and that's not there with this so on top of that it's also just interesting that we've gotten to this point now within the MCU that so much has been introduced in terms of science fiction and superheroes and, you know, otherworldly events that people would be so caught off guard by some of this at, at this point, you know what I'm saying? We're like, Oh, I get Kevin Bacon specifically being abducted by these two characters, <laughs> but like the police kind of, you know, interacting with them in a way where it's like, Oh, th- this doesn't, really happen Mm. on earth it's like well it's happened so much now at this point where it's just kind of like you got to think like most people haven't interacted with it other than like every half the population disappearing but that's what i'm talking about where like it has affected people mm. on a level that is extremely personal you know that uh, the snap. where nothing would surprise you like if if you yeah. disappeared for five years and i thought you were dead and then you came back i'm pretty sure nothing would surprise me right point. or if i saw like on the news like a battle between yeah you know a aliens and, and b yeah. character yeah. fighting it'd be like oh okay well that's you know i don't want to get involved in that and i don't want to be even though you know, you're but i still think something. you would still even if you disappeared and then you came back into you it felt like 0.5 seconds right for me it felt like five years it fucked me up a little bit um i i feel like unless like if you didn't have most people in the mcu world haven't had an interaction with one of these characters or an alien, right? Like much like we see shit on the news all the time or famous people or whatever. And we're not really going to see them unless it's a special circumstance. And if you do, I still think you'd freak out a little bit, right? Like if you didn't live in New York during the battle of New York and weren't in the streets, then maybe you didn't deal with that. Like maybe if you weren't in all of these areas, yeah, it's fucked up stuff's happening all the time and you see it on the news. But like, I feel like when it's 
finally in front of you. Like there's a shot of this, of their spaceship. It's used as a gag coming in. And I thought it was very funny to see like people like horrified thinking that aliens are invading again and like just going, Oh, that's how you would live in this world. If you saw a giant spaceship flying over your town, you'd be like, you'd be shitting your pants, right? Like, because you thought you're being invaded again, but really it's just Drax who forgot to turn on the, uh, cloaking, the device. cloaking device. So there are things like that, that I, I like them walking through Hollywood Boulevard and seeing all the janky ass, like Marvel characters dressed up and people doing that. Like there's some cute stuff there. They go to a gay bar. Like, um, um, you have, uh, what's his name? The German guy that I always like seeing pop up and stuff. Um, God, he was in Suicide Squad or yeah. James Gunn Suicide Squad. And I think almost um, that was like a weird, like sort of reversal kind of thing because Palm yeah, was, in, was, was in um yeah. was in the Suicide Squad for like that split second of screen time. So it's almost like a reversal. There. Flula Borg. Flula Borg, yeah. But, the Borg man. Um I love him. He's always good, but he's only in this for a couple of Or even seconds, like the but... joke when like you see the Hollywood map to the stars and the specific faces that pop yeah. up on the stars is like it obviously guns worked with those people before. So Well, they're all kind of from the Suicide Squad. Right? Yeah. Well then there's um, another actor that's now been, you know, referenced in both DC and Marvel, um, which I found kind of funny. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Um okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I yeah, I, I enjoyed this. Like again, I think it's just a it's an easy watch. I think like it's it's hard not to enjoy it, but I just find that it's not necessarily something that's going to be like an iconic Christmas classic for me. Like even the Christmas stuff feels like you know, window dressing to me. Like it's it doesn't feel on. like, yeah, like it doesn't necessarily feel like it's a purely Christmas idea. It's just like, oh, it'd be funny. That's a reason for them to want to get Kevin Bacon and bring him to uh, nowhere and, and give him to Peter, right? Like other than that, like it's just, it's not necessarily Christmas focused or, or, or anything like that. It just happens to be at Christmas time. And I guess that's most Christmas movies and specials and things like that but i almost would have liked it to focus more on like if santa claus was real or something in the mcu like he's a character like thor or something like that like where he's a a myth but like he's well, actually Odin a was real kind thing. of like and future like, santa um yeah so something like that where like i like it's cute adding in the kevin bacon stuff but and you know i like all the you know they exchange gifts at the end there's a gift that was uh given to Groot that I was like, ah, oh, man, I remember getting that for Christmas too. And it was the best thing. So like little things like that really kind of, um, got me. I like Cosmo. I like Maria Baklova as Cosmo, not utilized like heavily in this, but like you said, like an introduction to a character that will probably get a lot more of in guardians, uh, volume three. Um, but I like, you know, the little moments we got of Cosmo. Yeah. I, I overall think like it's, it's, a perfectly kind of appropriate you know presentation for this time of year it doesn't overstay its welcome even though it's not doing a whole lot in terms of integrating the actual themes of the holiday or the meanings behind them and 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 it's just again it's interesting because like i i understand with with guardians and and gun you know you have that pairing there but it's almost like well you've had someone like shane black direct iron man 3 he's known as the christmas guy you know bring him in to do uh you know a 
a special for like a holiday or something like that because he would be perfect in in terms of you know incorporating both the action elements and then you know bookending it with the holiday season like he's done that with everything other than the predators so it would make more sense to have someone like that kind of tackle the holiday genre stuff. But again, you know, Gunn, as you mentioned, coming back to the Guardians to direct, you know, this ensemble again and kind of, you know, a, a, a little bit of a precursor to Guardians 3, even though there's really nothing there that is tipping you off in terms of what the plot is or, you know, Adam Warlock and all that kind of stuff. So um, if you're looking for clues in, in that regard, you'll also kind of be disappointed. And the same thing with the post-credit scene, there is one, but it's just, again, a nice little kind of joke at the end of of uh the special so you know looking at this it's just basically oh look kevin bacon who was you know in x-men first class as sebastian stan is now kevin bacon shaw. in shaw. sebastian <laughs> shaw. sorry so i'm gonna keep doing that uh sebastian stan who uh <laughs> sebastian shaw who uh was in x-men first class is now just kevin bacon in uh the MCU and has worked with gun, you know, having gone back to super. So um, yeah, I think Kevin Bacon is having a blast in the role and kind of just, you know, taking the, the piss out of being an actor, so to speak. And there's some good jokes there where, you know, actors are kind of like the lowest life form in the galaxy that I think, uh, you know, I think anybody that has a good sense of humor can kind of just, you know, play around with. And, and even though, weirdly enough kevin bacon is in it he's not utilized as much as i was hoping for as well like it just kind of feels like again like he's just there to complement this storyline and be a punchline to the first film yeah which you know yeah it's fine yeah i'm gonna give them special a three out of five like i i enjoyed it but i don't know if i'll ever have a desire to kind of go back to it i'll i'll watch it in my you know, MCU rewatches and things like that. But I don't know, like next holiday season, if I'm going to go, let's throw on the Guardians Christmas special. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, it's it's a three out of five for me as well. And and again, like it's it's perfectly fine. It's it's like having a glass of eggnog. You know, you you think about it every now and then, like when it comes to this time of year, it's like, oh, maybe I'll have a glass and then you drink it with a little rum in it. And then you're like, Ooh, this is nice. And then sure. Or you just drink it as, as it is. And you're kind of like, that's good. But I I also don't really want to drink this again anytime soon. And I'll just leave it to the side, even though I, I enjoyed it. It's just too sweet and kind of gross, but I'm glad (laughs) I revisited it every now and then. I agree. Um, speaking of Iron Man three, when I was at Disneyland, they there was a Harley Keener shout out. I was in, in line for the Spider Man ride, or not in line, like in the first room that you go into. And uh, basically, the concept of the ride is like Peter Parker um, is building like you know uh, stuff out of a Stark Industries, uh, like a, a, a like a motor um, a factory, like a car factory, like a abandoned car factory, and then like he has basically like stark interns and stuff that are helping him do all this stuff harley keener photo on the wall little description i was like some iron man 3 shout outs i love iron man 3 anyways um if you want more marvel christmas content go over and watch iron man 3 i might watch that every christmas um because that truly is underrated miracle 
Uh, thank you all for listening or watching. We really do appreciate it. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special will be available this Friday, uh, November the 25th, for everyone to watch on Disney+. Plus. Uh, if you want a one-stop shop with all of our content, head over to Untitled underscore Movies over on Letterboxd. Uh, we have a review out right now for Strange World. As yep. well as yeah. I, you <laughs> can see me it. stalling as the wheels are turning. <laughs> Strange World, I've already forgotten about it, and Bones and All, um, as well as a uh, Untitled Movie podcast where I talk about my trip to LA, that that trip to Disneyland, and um, and Christmas in LA, I guess. Uh, so go check that out. Our trip to the Glass Onion premiere and things like that too. So. Um, as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com. And you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias, including Hive, because we're doing that now, uh, at EM6211. Until next time. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to Kevin Bacon only.